Hi, um, welcome back to, uh, no, I don't talk too much. Um, it's, it's been a while. Um, I'm Ariel, if you for, you've forgotten. <laughs> um, I now use all pronouns. That's an update. I'm still a theater kid, a lesbian. Um, a Swifty first, human second. Um, yeah. Um, it's, it's been a while. Um, life happened. Um, the world, well, specifically the United States, decided that COVID was over. So everything went back to normal, which means that my life that I had pre-COVID, um, pretty much ramped up to what it was before. Um, but now times 10 since I'm in high school and that means like way more homework and way more rehearsal for shows and such. Um, so I'm busy. Um, but I was like, "Mm, I need something to get my mind off of the bad grades I got this semester. By bad grades, I mean, uh, four Bs and three As. Uh, but I don't like myself for it and it's one of my worst semesters. So it, it is actually my worst semester. So moving on, um, I thought, well, I need something to get my mind off of all this stress. And I thought, well, what's a better way to do that than make a little podcast about, <laughs> make a podcast about something that I love more than life itself, I guess. Um, and that would be Taylor Allison Swift, um, Blondie, cat, uh, 32-year-old cat lady, whatever you want to call her. Um, yeah, today we're going to be talking all things Taylor Swift. This is an open letter to Taylor Swift. So, you might be thinking, well, Ariel, I'm not a Swifty, so how does one become obsessed with Taylor Swift to the point that they give two honors public speaking speeches about her? Well, um, you play The Sims. That That's how. Um, on the day Folklore was released, um, back in 2020, uh, the year of the devil, um, actually, the devil's kind of a vibe, so, I don't know, the year of, I don't know, bad things, whatever. Um, I woke up. It was a normal day, and I was like, I want to play Sims. It's summer, I don't have homework, and I literally can't do anything. Let's go play Sims. So I walk my little butt down the stairs, and I'm like, "Mm, go, go. Um, but... I've always been, like, a massive music fan. Music has always been my emotional support. And I was like, I want some music to listen to while I make yet another lesbian couple. And I was like, mm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to YouTube. I don't want to open Spotify. I'm bored. We'll see what we can find. And folklore appears. Now, growing up, I was a mild Taylor Swift fan. Like, Fearless was the jam when I was five. Um, I loved it. Um, I loved Mean. Uh, that sort of thing. Like, I loved Mean. I loved um, You Belong With Me. Um, I loved all the music videos. Like, I loved everything. I thought t- Taylor was great. Um, but, like, 2014-ish, between 2012 and 2014... I fell off. I was like, 
am not vibing. And I switched over to be an NPR kid um, and caused myself immense amount of anxiety for, like, years to come. Um, and so I was on my NPR era. I was in my NPR era. Um, and I ignored Taylor and, like, pretty much all music until, like, seventh grade. And then I was in my Melanie Martinez fake depressed kid era, except I was actually depressed. Um and used fake depressed kid music to cope, if that makes any sense. But I was actually depressed. It was fun. Um, anyways. So, um, and then, one week in seventh grade, I was happy. I was in joyous mood. And I was like, um, I'm gonna do, I don't know. I was on YouTube one night, and Lover came up. I was like, oh, Taylor has a new album. I haven't checked out that girl in a little while. Let's see what she's been up to. So, I, like, listened to Lover, and I, like, did a little bit of research about her, like, personal life, because I was like, I want to do this. I want drama. Nothing really happened. I was like, oh, she's dating a guy for, like, five years. That's great for her. I love that. Um, at that moment, I realized that the, you know, like, Boy Crazy Taylor image was fake. I was like, mm, love that for her. Um, I listened to Lover. I was vibing. And then something probably happened, you know, I probably thought everyone ha- hated me again, some kid probably said something to me or something, and I was back in my depression era. Um, so I had not listened to Taylor in like a year and a half, and I go on YouTube and folklore appears, and I'm like, I don't remember this, this is new, this is spicy, how new is it? And I listen, and then I, I listen to a couple songs, like repeatedly. I think I listened to, like, This Is Me Trying, The Last Great American Dynasty. Like, I was just listening to them repeatedly. I was inhaling, I was inhaling this music, not even paying attention to my Sims game anymore, honestly. And then I look at the date, I'm like, oh my god, it was literally released today. That's new. So I was vibing. Like, I was vibing. And it was a great time. Okay, I'm just now realizing that um, I said that um, I implied that mean, I didn't realize that mean was on speak now. I do. <laughs> I have Taylor's albums memorized back and forth. <laughs> like, back to front. That makes no sense. But I, I know what song is on which. So, yeah, I know mean is on speak now. Um, but anyways, like, you belong with me, mean were the jam as a child. Just fearless speak now. But, from that day... I started inhaling Taylor content. It was like a drug. Like, I just started inhaling it. I was like, "Mm, this is good. And then I got TikTok and Swift Talk appeared. And I was like, this is even better. I really like this. This is like a niche. And I just, I slowly listened to every single album. I just became a massive fan. And now I'm literally the resident Swifty at my school so that's a fun life it really is okay so (laughs) only a couple days ago did i realize that taylor literally like cara delavine was like living with taylor swift for a little while and i honestly think that's kind of iconic of her um yeah that was the cornelia street era that was that was fun um, I kind of want to talk about my favorite Taylor moments now, because I have, I have a lot. Um, I have a lot. So, recently, people have, 
um, a certain man who shall not be named uh, because he's relevant, so it doesn't even matter, decided that he wanted to, like, during an interview with Rolling Stone, or, uh, no, the LA Times, um, wanted to be like, actually, Taylor doesn't write her own music. No. Immediately, everyone knows this is false. Literally, Taylor's entire band is writing her own music, and there's so many people, and that can back up that she does that. Um, but somebody was like, but this guy was like, actually, she doesn't write her own music. So, she, and I had seen this article, I was sitting in AP, and I was bored. I was like, I'm gonna go Google random people. This is what I do, I'm not even kidding. There was a day where I fell down, like, a Leah Michelle rabbit hole, I swear, for, like, three hours. I was just, like, Googling stuff, like, I was, like, clicked on one article, went down a rabbit hole. So, uh, ask me questions about Leah Michelle, and you might get an answer. Um, she's still a bad person, but if you want an answer, I might have answers about her personal life, because I fell down a Leah Michelle rabbit hole. Anyways, so, um, it was, like, right before class started, I was vibing, and I was, like, I'm just gonna look up Taylor. Like, I wanna see if something's happened. Plus, like, my Swifty brain, like, she's trained me to be hyper-aware of, like, everything. Like, the second I get that Taylor Nation, like, added to their story notification, I'm on it. I'm not, I'm not waiting a second. Um, as long as I have Wi-Fi or data, near me i'm immediately going to it and if i even if i don't have data i'll feel the need to check to see if i can see it it's a whole thing it's a slight issue um but um but so i just like i was like i looked her up and i was like oh wait and like i was like oh my god this stupid man we're moving on and then class started and it was i don't remember what we learned that day but anyways it was good um and then i was like okay I forgot about it. And then that night I was chilling and I was on TikTok and I expected people to make responses to it the second they saw it with like the, if a man talks shit, I owe him nothing sound and stuff. I was like, oh, we're going to get some good responses. It's going to be great. Um, and then somebody had posted on TikTok that Taylor had responded and I don't know if I'd forgotten to turn on tweet notifications for her or if it had been one of those notifications that I'd just been like, because Taylor Nation also been mass tweeting that day about the lover stuff. So I was like, okay. And I just ignored them all. Um, but I was like, oh, so I went to go check her f- response. I want to read you guys out her response to this because it is absolutely hilarious and it is iconic of her. Um, and shouldn't take me that long to find either. Because it's, like, in the front of my camera roll. Because it happened so recently. Um, okay, here we go. Um, at Damon Auburn. I was such a big fan of your work, of yours, until I saw this. I write all of my own songs. Your hot take is completely false and so damaging. You don't have to like my songs, but it's really up. It's really up to try and discredit my writing. Wow. P.S. I wrote this tweet by myself in case you're wondering. And then, and then, and then, it doesn't end there. The whole of people going after to defend her within, like, five seconds is insane. Um, J- Jack, honestly, like, obviously Jack, like, immediately went on it. Aaron, um, that's Jack Antonoff and Aaron Desner, who work with her, um, and worked with her on her most recent albums. The guy who, like, helped with a lot of her earlier albums also tweeted something a couple days ago about it, and was like, 
And a lot of people have looked at her and been like, no, she bought in this song. She 100% writes her own music. She was, like, the one who wrote this song. The guy who did Safe and Sound with her was tweeted something about it. Like, there were, like, a lot of people being like, you know, here's what we're not going to do. And Jack tweeted twice about it. He tweeted twice about it. This man's a true bestie. I love him. Anyways, I know some people are annoyed by him. We're not going to get into Jack discourse. We're not going to get into Jack discourse. Anyways, moving on. So, yeah. That's one of my favorite Taylor moments. Um... I think it's kind of iconic of her. Um, I could pull up a horde of, like, messy tweets from her because there are some. Um, there's the, um, <laughs> I'm just, like, thinking of some of them. The Glee tweet. We're not gonna read into that because there's a lot to read into the, the, um, the the glee tweet that was tweeted and then deleted wait was it deleted i don't even know did she leave it up i don't know i'd have to look at the timelines and stuff for that um but that tweet was iconic um there's just so much honestly taylor has her oh Speaking of Taylor writing her own music, that one Jimmy Fallon interview she did back in 2019, um, again, re-sparked my Taylor stuff because I was bored and I decided to watch Jimmy Fallon with my dad because there was an era, there was a phase where me and my dad watched Jimmy Fallon together and I was watching the Taylor um, interview and I remember, first of all, the whole, the, um, her, her high after the, um, her LASIK eye surgery that video was, um, is still probably one of the funniest Taylor moments. Um, it's not the one I wanted. <laughs> and then, also, um, also when she's like, I find it funny to think if I, like, would have a party for all the songwriters on the song, because it would just be me. Ha <laughs> Damon. <laughs> Anyways. Also, that was when I first saw, and I fell in love. With the lover vinyl. And that my friend's besties. That my. That 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 besties is why I'm superior. Because I have the lover vinyl. I don't have any of the cardigans. But I have the lover vinyl. So fight me. Just kidding. It was like really easy to get. <laughs> they like still exist at my target. So I don't know what I'm bragging about. Um, It is really cool though. So stand. Um, What are some of my other favorite Taylor moments? Like honestly. Oh my god, her entire relationship with Taylor Lautner. It was giving PR. It was giving PR. But it was also giving... It was also giving camp. Like, it was giving, like, okay, how'd you today? Like, I love celebrity couples like that. Is that just me? Like, the Anna Kendrick Bill Hader thing? Have you have you all seen that? Um, Because apparently we're, like, confirmed dating now. And... I just find it fascinating because it's like, how are you two dating? Like, I get you're both semi-funny people, but you just seem so different in such different places in your life that it's like, okay, um, I guess you two date. That's, that's, that's fun. Um, and I kind of felt the same way about Taylor Squared. Like, I was like, okay, okay. When I learned about it, I was like, okay, you know what? That's okay. Um, Werewolf from Twilight. Um... (laughs) <laughs> the SNL monologue. Oh my god. Oh, the SNL monologue. That's actually iconic. That is my favorite Taylor moment. I remember watching that for the first time and being like, this is it. 
I love, oh my god. And if you're wondering if I might say something bad about Kanye and about how he got up on stage and ruined my VMA monologue. <laughs> uh, anyways, so also the Rumi sketch, go watch Taylor's um, SNL episode because it's still on Hulu or and it might be on YouTube too. But go watch it because it's actually great and she's really funny. She's generally so funny and just like, does I don't think she realizes it. I just don't think she does because she's generally like very very funny in interviews, and like overall she's just pretty funny. Um, the Seth Meyers interview where she hates on where she's just like where Seth is like, oh, have you like thought about the person the song might be about any like recently? Because you, I think it's like. There's, like, something about Seth and Jake. There's, there's things with Jake being friends with, like, everyone. But there's something with Seth and Jake. And I can just imagine Jake being, like, ask her if she's thought about me. Ask her. Ask her if she's thought about me. Ask her. Because, I don't know. Anyways. um, Like I was saying. So, um, and where he's, like, oh, have you thought about the business this is about? And how it might, like, affect them? And she's, like, actually, I haven't thought about their experience at all. In a long time. Like, yeah. Ah. Also. Like, I I don't know. There's, like, so much. Her surprise dropping folklore. Like, the not a lot going on at, at the time. Not a lot going on at the moment stuff. Um, I remember the day Evermore was released. That was a crack day for me, too. Because it was announced the day before. I had, like, a virtual day. And then... The day it was released was a Friday, so I, like, went to school, because last year I went to school Monday, no, I went to school Tuesday, Fridays, um, and that Friday also happened to be the day of our, like, one-act theater competition awards, um, and so, um, I woke up, listened to Evermore at, like, 4 a.m., I remember walking downstairs and showing my parents no body, no crime, and being like, this is my favorite, it's my favorite, (laughs) I annoy my parents so much with my Swifty discourse, might I say. I am probably a horror to live with. I apologize to my entire family. Like, I sincerely apologize. I apologize because I am probably a menace to live on, live with. Moving on. Um, But I was like, I listened to it, and then I went to school, and it was like good. It was a good day. And then I come home, and the book Chloe Kiss was released. And I was like, I've literally been in this fandom for like two weeks. You know what? Reviving. Um, and then, and then, I went to the theater competition awards, because it was later at night, and, oh, was it? I don't remember, but I went to the theater competition awards, and we pretty much won everything we possibly could, like, literally everything we could, got, like, the highest, and then, same thing happened this year, by the way, and then there was, like, you can have, I don't know how many outstanding actors you can have, but we had, like, three outstanding actors. So it was, like, girl bossing. Like, I was, like, full-on girl bossing that day. Um, it was a day. It was a good day. Um, no, it's Becky. That was iconic, too. Um, sh- I feel like I need to explain no, it's Becky to, like, non-Swifties. So in 2014, there was this Tumblr post. And it was, like, it was a picture of Taylor Swift and, like, a crown as a high schooler. And it was, like... This is my friend Becky. She used to be normal until she did drugs. Don't be like Becky and stay away from drugs. It was something like that. And 
somebody immediately comments, I would say, no, no, that's, that's Taylor Swift. This person's response is, no, it's Becky. And Taylor, Taylor sees it. And a couple weeks later, actually, maybe like a couple months later, she just come, she, she emerges and she's wearing a no, it's Becky t-shirt and like full on Warren. Also, there was that era where she accidentally wore something backwards and then proceeded to like full on then mess with people and wear like a harness backwards on purpose like a couple weeks later because people had been pointing it out. Like, Taylor can be petty. I'm sorry. Taylor is, like, the maximum pettiness. I'm sorry. She kind of is. But I love her for it. Also, what psycho is obsessed with the number 13? Can I say that? Because 13 has been unlucky for me. My grandma died on Friday the 13th. My 13th, like, my, when I was 13 was probably one of the worst years of my life. Like, there's so much I hate about 13. But it's, like, what kind of psycho is obsessed with this number? Apparently Taylor, because, again, and, like, Taylor never has the right to complain about Easter egging, right? Like, she never, unless fans are literally making theories of, like, imploding on her personal life, which I'm gonna get into that a little later, but unless fans are literally making theories about personal life, she's never going to be... She never has a way to be like, your guys' theories are so stupid. Because she's literally the one that started it. Also, I don't think she would in the first place. She she lives for the chaos of our theories. Which I love her for. Um, but, like, she's the one who started it. She's the one who started the Easter egging and all that kind of stuff. Like, she's the one who started it. So she has no right to criticize for us for it. And she never has. So we love that. Um, and... Yeah, I'm trying to think about my other Fifi Taylor moments because there's so many that if I like watched a Taylor clip compilation, I could probably just like be like, oh my god, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, oh my god. The Haler New Year's Eve kiss. I don't know how to describe my words about that. <sighs> Look. I love Taylor, and I love Harry, but there's, again, something about her relationships from, like, Taylor Lautner, like, Taylor Lautner and then Harry that just seem inherently fake. Like, I generally believe she dated the rest of the men people say she did. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna deny that, but there's something about Taylor and then Harry, specifically Harry, because you have to think about it from a standpoint in which those two are, like, the most famous pop stars at the time. Who wouldn't want them to get together? Also, I I don't think this is happening at the same time, but Haley Steinfeld, who was part of Taylor's squad, and also, I love her, um, dated... Which member of 1D did she date? Somebody let me know because I completely forgot. But she dated one of the members of One Direction. And the the connection is there. And I actually don't know when this was. Because I don't really keep track of Haley's personal life or any of the other members of One Direction's personal life. Um, Like, I don't care enough to look into it because... I don't don't know, I just don't. Um, But there's just something about Haler... That is PR to me. Like, I'm not saying they were completely fake or something. But I'm just saying, 
there's something to look into. And if you know what, tell a book, uh, 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 the Evelyn Hugo of Taylor Swift, as you might, um, was to come out. I don't think many people would be surprised if she was like, Taylor was, yeah, me and Harry were fake, or like something like that. Like, speaking of which, Evelyn Hugo and Taylor Swift, the connections, the connections are there. The connections are there. Um, that book is, like, the Swifty Holy Bible. I feel like, um, and I love it, because it is so, it's just so inherently, there's just something so inherently Taylor about that book. Um, I mean, not, like, the gay aspect or anything, but it's just, like, something inherently, also, it's just really interesting from somebody who's, like, not, like, very into Taylor. I mean, like, I'm into celebrity pop culture, I'm not, like, extremely, but, like, I'm briefly into celebrity pop culture, and it's just something so interesting to to see, like, kind of the inner workings. Like, obviously, this is, like, taken from, like, um, this is, like, 50s, 60s, you know, that kind of thing. But just the experience that people, that the kind of PR aspect of being a celebrity kind of puts on people, like, the pressure is just super interesting. And, um, I think that book provides really great insight into it. It also provides kind of insight into what being a young female celebrity is like, what being a young female up-and-comer is like. And a lot of my favorite artists and actresses and actors, um, really started a lot kind of, like, up-and-coming, um, like I said, Taylor, Olivia, like, just a lot of them have that kind of similar rise to fame, I guess, especially in the music, especially in, like, my music taste is very, like, pop girly, pop girly icon who, um, who has her rise to fame at, like, at, like, 17, and then, yeah, (sighs) there was this entire video that was, like, there's this video called The Rise, The Fall, and The Rise Again of Taylor Swift. Um, I don't know who it's by, but it's a really interesting video, so go check it out. You can just search up The Rise, The Fall, and then The Rise Again of Taylor Swift. It should come out. But it makes me thinking about all that she went through. Like, Olivia hasn't had her Kanye moment, um, any of that sort of thing. But it makes me worried to see, like, what's going to happen to Olivia in the future, watching what's happening, you know, with, what has happened to Taylor. Because Olivia quickly became one of my favorite artists, like, when I really started listening to her. Like, when I watched, um, I watched High School Musical, the musical, the series, and I was like, oh, she's kind of cute, she's kind of a vibe, kind of like her. And then I listened to, I was like, oh, she's really good singing voice, I remember her from Zardbuck. And then I was like, oh, she's driver's license? Oh my god, I love this. And she started putting up the singles, and the album was announced, and then I stayed up late and listened to the album, and it was so worth it. And I honestly love Olivia so much. I'm so excited to see what she does in the future. But it makes me nervous to think when Olivia is going to have a similar moment to, you know, what Taylor did. Like, her coming to grace. And, like, I don't want her to go through anything close to what Taylor went through. And... I think that we need to do things to protect her from that, this Josh drama, and everything that's going on from that. And also, like, I don't want anything to happen to Josh either. Obviously, like, the hatred this man was was completely unwarranted. 
was completely unwanted. You do not know what goes on behind closed doors, and that's what I have to say. But I have to say, but at the end of the day, Olivia is still 16 and 16 through 18 year old girl when everything is happening and is still happening. Um, and I think that we need to protect her from what Taylor went through. We need to not let her be painted as boy crazy. We need to not allow her to have her own Kanye situation. We need to protect her from men like that. Um, and people like that who are going to take advantage of her. Um, we just need to, to make it so that Olivia, we don't have a repeat of history. I don't, in like 20 years, I don't have to be watching the rise, the fall, and then the rise again of Olivia Rodrigo. Because I don't want to have to be watching that video. And as Swifty as we can stop that by just supporting her and not and shutting down misogynistic comments directed towards her and that sort of thing. As a, as not even as a Swifty. If you like Olivia in any right and just I made an entire series earlier this year on TikTok. Um, this is before I had like any followers. Um and it was right after the Good For You music video came out. And I noticed, I learned about, I like, I noticed the fact that people were actually calling Olivia the crazy ex-girlfriend. And I gave my, I gave my really badly explained, um, thoughts about how, about, and like, I gave my badly explained synopsis kind of, of why this trope is harmful, what exactly is the trope, um, and why it's bad. I could do an entire other episode on that. If that would be something you guys are interested in. I have a lot of thoughts about the way media portrays women. And I don't want to get into that right now. Because this is a Taylor episode. And obviously the media has portrayed her in an odd kind of perplexing way. And I might get into that later. But um, I don't really want to get into that too much. Um, but I just, I just think that we need to stop. Olivia from becoming Taylor 2.0 and allow her to have a successful music career without all the drama and you know the rumors and that sort of thing because who would want to live I mean yeah she's making a ton of money but I would wish I would wish no amount of pain like I would wish no amount of hatred like the kind of hatred that like her and Josh were receiving in Sabrina. Like the three of them really went in there for like a PR aspect and came out with like torture. Like literal appeal just like hell. Because um you know, Josh got death threats. I'm sure Olivia did too. Sabrina definitely did. Um there were TikToks about like hating on each of them kind of floating around continuously. I know I saw them. And obviously Crisis. Go stream Crisis by Joshua Bassett. But, um, we need to protect them from becoming, you know, like the drama-filled couple. Sphinx fakes loose, but Sally's fear. What would you do if you found us out? Okay. Um, there's just, oh, my God, fucking Ivy. Ivy. Ignore me swearing, sorry. This is a this is our family show, or is it? Anyways, so I mm, Taylor's lyrics, they hit different. They just do. They they just 
it it's what makes Taylor Taylor. That's what I gotta say because other artists write their own music. Other artists write great music, write like lyrics. Other songwriters write great lyrics. But there's something specifically about Taylor that just so captures and just like the feelings that she emotes out of people spans over generations and and that kind of thing and i just i don't know i want to lay i want to lay out some of my favorite lyrics so i mean not lay them out but like okay so marjorie the autumn chill that wakes me up you love the amber skies so much long limbs and frozen swims you'd always go past where our feet could touch and and i'd complain the whole way there this car ride back and up the stairs i should have asked you questions i should have asked you how to be asked you to write it down for me should have kept every grocery store receipt because every part scrappy would be taken from me watch as you signed your name marjorie all your closets and backlog dreams and how you left them all to me she really destroyed me by writing Marjorie, because it, it sums up, it sums up, uh, I don't want to know if I want to get into it, but it sums up something for me, um, and it's, ooh, when you, okay, I don't know, we're not gonna get into it, um, but just, just Marjorie destroyed me, Marjorie destroyed me, um, seven, a lo- um, our bra- your pra- your braids like a pattern. Love you to the moon to the Saturn. Love you to the moon and to Saturn. Love you to the moon and to Saturn. That phrase I want tattooed on me. I'm not even kidding. I probably will. I know it's like a. I don't. I know like love you to the moon and back is common. Um, but like love you to the moon and to Saturn. There's just something that hits different about it. It just hits different. It just does. Lover, um, all's well that ends well to end up with you. Um, and there's a, there's a dazzling haze in a serious way about you, babe. Have I known you 20 seconds or 20 years? Can I go where you go? Can we always be this close forever and ever and ever? Take me out and take me home. You're my, my, my lover. Okay, I was talking with my friend, my friend, a couple weeks about this, and I, a couple weeks ago about this, I was like, it was like when the Taylor, Taylor, Joe marriage discourse was starting up. It's like how they engaged. I was like, I would simply cry if she captioned, um, the the um, like their engagement photos, um. I like shiny things, but I marry you with paper rings. And then captioned, like, wedding photos. Um, I take this magnetic force of a man to be my lover. I die. I die because I want to do it. But if she does it first, I'll allow her to. Like, I'll allow her to. And the thing is, for me, specifically, the kind of tailor... The tailor that paints artwork in my head really started to speak now. But my love for Taylor's lyrics start in debut. Taylor... Like, Taylor Swift, the album, and Fearless... There's some good lyrics, but they're not. They're teenagey, which makes sense given the fact that she's a teenager. And they're good, and there's metaphors, and there's pettiness, and I love everything about it. It's just it's something about speaking out on slaps so different. And just between us, did the love affair maim you too? I've been obsessed with that lyric the past couple of days. 
I was listening to a different podcast about it. And I was like, you know what? Actually, actually, all too well, 10-minute version slaps so hard. It does. Um, and I was thinking on the drive down, anytime now, he's going to say it's love. You never called it what it was. Till you were dead and gone and buried, check the pulse and come back swearing. It's the same after three months in the grave. And you wondered where I went to when I reached for you, but all I felt was shame. And you held my lifeless frame. Not weeping in a party bathroom. I know all's well that ends well, but I'm in a new hell every time you double-cross my mind. You said if we had been closer in age, maybe it would have been fine, and it made me want to die. The idea you had of me, who was she, an ever-needy, ever-lovely jewel, who shine reflects on you, and not weeping in a party bathroom, some actress asking me what happened to you, that's what happened to you. You who charmed my dad with self-effacing jokes, sipping coffee like you're on a late-night show, but then you... But then he watched me watch the front door all night, willing you to come. And he said it's supposed to be fun turning 21. Her writing that should have been illegal. Her writing all too well, time and vision should have been illegal. Because also, and I was never good at telling jokes, but the punchline goes, I'll get older, but you love her, stay my age. From when you Brooklyn broke my skin and bones, I'm a shoulder who's returning half her weight. And did the twin flames... Did the twin flame bruise paint you blue? Just between us did the love affair maim you too. Because in the city's barren snow bones, I still remember the first fall of snow and how it glistened as it fell. I remember it all too well. Also, I like shiny things, but I marry you with paper wings. Uh-huh, that's right. You're the one I want. I hate accidents, except when we went for friends to this. Devils will the their uh, devils will the dice. Angel will roll their eyes, and if I bleed, you'll be the last to know. Um, please don't ever become a stranger whose laugh I could recognize anywhere. Um, I'm just gonna start listing off lyrics. I had the time of my life fighting dragons with you. Um, it's you and me. That's my whole world. They whisper in the hallway. She's a bad, bad girl. Okay, the whole school is rolling fake dice. You play stupid games. You win stupid prizes. There's it's you and me. There's nothing like this. Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince. You know when it's time to go. Okay, can we talk about it's time to go? Like, it is actually legal. And also, I feel like there's a table song for every situation. You know, and I've never been in a relationship, but I'm currently in my You Belong With Me Gold Rush era, specifically Gold Rush, but You Belong With Me is sprinkled in there. Um, I just, I, I feel like there's just something about Taylor that's just so versatile. Like I said, her lyrics are just so, you can always write a song for whatever situation you're in, whether it's like, a specific niche breakup, there's probably a Taylor song about it. And that's what I love about her. Miss Man was putting out music, she was putting in the work, putting in the hours, and it's good. It's not bad quality. Okay, maybe you won't be able to find, like, niche breakup aesthetic vibes. But, like, there is there is something to capture how you're feeling, like, deep. There's always some Taylor lyric to capture how you're feeling deep down in your stomach, and it's always a good one. Like, Taylor just captures emotions 
so much better than most other artists. And that's one of the things I love about her. And I'm thinking, okay, I love Phoebe, right? I love Phoebe Bridgers. I love I love Olivia Rodrigo along with Taylor. But the reason that I find Taylor superior to both of them, even though I love both of them, uh, all three of them, is because Taylor, I feel like, is versatile to all situations in my life. I'll listen to her when I'm happy. I'll listen to her when I'm sad. It's it's a whole thing. But, and I'll listen to Taylor whenever I'm sad. Whether I want to, I have certain songs, but whether I want to full-on brawl my eyes out while on the edge of crying, or if I want to, like, attempt to keep my crying in when I'm about to cry. If I want to keep my crying in when I'm about to cry, I listen to Phoebe, because there's something about the lyric, the, the song, the under, like, the music that goes with, like, the, um, instrumental, kind of, that just is, it disguises the sad lyrics to me, um, so it kind of, I don't know, and if I want to listen to Olivia, I want to cry my eyes out like a basic teenage girl, um, all I ever wanted was to be enough for you. Who was Olivia when she wrote that? Because it's a she just went, oh, we're literally going to put your entire, I'm literally going to put my, your entire life and how you felt forever into that song. Also, why were you left me? Who's Taylor to write that? Did she read my diary? Did she? Because, hmm. What was that? Anyways, mm. also, can we talk about the Phoebe, the fact that Phoebe literally was like, mm, we're gonna put my daddy issues into Kyoto. It's, it's great. I, I love Kyoto, don't get me wrong. There's just something that's like, I don't know. Kyoto's special. Kyoto is special. I don't know. Um. Also, I love Punisher, specifically Punisher, the song Punisher, because I love a good place to hide in plain sight. Why do I feel like I, you know, you know. Also, Stream Wonderland. Stream Wonderland by Taylor Swift. Do it. Actually, stream, stream Taylor Swift's entire discography that she owns, besties. Um, but I give you permission to leave Scoot Scooter money um, for listening to Wonderland. My mom skipped our song a couple weeks ago because she's like, I don't want to give Scooter money. I was like, Mom, there's rules in the Swift community. If Taylor has not re-recorded it yet, then you're allowed to listen to the original. But if she has re-recorded it, you have to listen to the re-record. That's Swifty... That's Swifty Etiquette. So, because uh, I could not not listen to the, to our song until debut Taylor's version comes out. I love our song too much. I could, like, 1989 too. Clean? God, no, I couldn't go without Clean for a couple months. I love Clean. Clean is an anthem. I love Clean. Um, but, yeah, there's just something about Taylor. And, again, like, Taylor's lyrics that just capture life. For so many people, so perfectly that I don't think a lot of artists do, and describe emotions, human, like, the way human feel, certain like types of humans feel emotions, feel certain emotions perfectly. And 
you know, I love her for it. And Taylor Zurich says superior. And, yeah. <laughs> okay, so last year, right before I went um, to the East Coast, I went to Maine, and it was great. And I was living my, I was in my Rebecca Harkness era. Not really, but, you know. Um, I was also in my 1989 era. Um, uh, moving on. That was funny of me. Anyways, um, I, like, sat down and I was like, Mom, we're gonna watch Miss Americana. Because I watched it a couple days prior and I was like, this is literally incredible. This is great. And I sat down with my mom and I watched Miss Americana. And... That's a Taylor Swift documentary, if you're wondering. It's on Netflix. Go watch it right now. It's a Central Swifty viewing. Um, if you're Swifty, and if you claim to be Swifty and have not watched Miss Americana, um, unless you were an actual, uh, unless you were, like, a child, I'd say, like, under the ages, age of, like, 12, first of all, give your mom back her phone. Give, give her back it now. I know you took it. I know you put your little greasy hands on it. So go give her, go give it back to her. But unless you're like, again, if you're under the age of 12, if you're under the age of like 12 and you haven't watched Miss Americana and you came to be a Swifty, you're not a Swifty. I'm okay. You are, you are, but go watch Miss Americana. Um, I'm not going to gatekeep, but go watch Miss Americana, please. Because it's so good. It, it gives a lot more insight into everything. And I and it's it's great. It's emotional. But you know, I had certain parts I cried at. I had certain parts I felt. But my mom, like, just was like, I love watching how she puts out the music. Also, Taylor's image as Miss Americana is just so interesting to me, because you know, like early early Taylor was like the all American girl. You know, blonde hair, blue eyes, country. She was sprinkled in pop, like, she was supposedly just, like, very innocent and sweet and had a calm demeanor and just never, she was Miss Americana. And I love, and I just find it interesting that out of everything she could have chose, that she chose to, like... Choose Miss Americana. As, like, the name for her documentary. And it really fits. Um, also, The Archer. Like, I was... I know I just talked about lyrics. But The Archer. I know I'm not a Sagittarius, right? I'm a Cancer. Like, hard and... Hard... Hard. Like, I'm a very classic Cancer. And also a Cancer rising, and I have a Cancer moon. So I cry. That's what it means, is I cry 24-7. But, um, there's just something about the Archer that just is so... It's like, this is me trying. They just capture the feelings of somebody who's just so emotionally drained, because they've tried so hard to be their best for so long. All of my enemies started out friends. I don't think I've seen a Better lyric to describe my life. Who could ever leave me, darling, but who could stay? Also, daylight. I once believed love would be burning red, but it's golden. Like daylight. 
I was still ahead of the curve. The curve became a spear, fell behind on my classmates, and I ended up here, pouring my heart out to a stranger, but I didn't pour the whiskey. I just wanted you to know this is me trying. And my words shoot to kill when I get when I'm mad. I have a lot of regrets about that. Like, this is me trying to. Anyways, moving on. I just find the the just everyone painting Taylor as Miss Americana and her her kind of leaning into it just so fascinating. And like I said, like I don't know. And I think what I loved about Miss Americana was physically feeling like like obviously Taylor makes millions of dollars. She's fine. She's okay. But it's fascinating to see how just fame affects people. If that makes any sense. Um I remember there's this part there's this part in Miss Americana, it's near the end. And she's on an award show carpet, right? And there, there's, like, the photo takers in front of her. You know the photos you always see online of, like, celebrities after world shows and their outfits and such. Um, I, I don't think they're technically paparazzi, but they're whatever those people are, you know? Um, and all of them are just, like, Taylor, 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 Taylor. During this one scene, it's, like, currently on a carpet. And everyone, they're all just, like, Taylor, 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 Taylor. And, um... It gave me so much anxiety because there's everyone's screaming her name all at once, and she's just like completely calm and okay with it. Obviously, she's been doing it for so long that I'm sure it's not very anxiety, you know, for her anymore. That entire thing where there's just a horde of people outside of her door, and she's just like, "Oh, this is normal, babes, babes." Can we have that discussion that you? Like, that's what you define as normal, because, obviously, like I said, she fully makes up for whatever issue she has. Take that back, because she's trauma. She, like, what did she say? There was something she said when she was talking to Brendan Yuri, because Brendan was, like, um, talking about a guy who, like, broke into his house or whatever, which, mm, um, but Taylor was, like, like casually about it like very like oh it's happened to me multiple times and i'm like oh just a couple days ago there was a guy who like ran into the front of her house she wasn't there i don't think and then he demanded to see her oh mm, mm, mm. fame is weird like i can just imagine i wouldn't want to be famous i wouldn't want to i'm good with this i mean like as a child i would have wanted to be but i'm like if i have like controlled fame then i'm good but if i have that level of fame as like that kind of thing i don't want it i'm sorry i don't want it is it that hard to say like i don't i don't want it just i don't know um I want to claim I'm in my 1989 era, right? I want to be a fake 1989 era person. That doesn't make any sense. But my life is fearless. I'm sorry. I'm forever in my... The fearlessification of my life. Also the folklorification of my life. But specifically the fearlessification of my... Of my... 
freshman year. Because, first of all, I listened to 15, Milwaukee New Squad, 15 my entire senior year, my entire freshman year. Um, and it just, it just was, like, fearless. I didn't have my Joe Jonas, thank the Lord. That sounded weird. Anyways, I did not have my Joe Jonas, thank the Lord. But there was just something about freshman year that was just so fearless-y. And I've been in my folklore era, like my Evermore folklore era, since I was like 12. This is me trying has hit me since like last year. You know, it's just so many of those songs have hit me for like a decent amount of time. So I'm kind of permanently in my folklore Evermore era. But there was just something about freshman year that was just so fearlessy. If that makes any sense. Just, yeah. So, my last little segment um, is going to be a Q&A because I asked everyone on my TikTok and my Instagram um, for questions. And so, I'm going to pull them up. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer them, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer them, um, because, yeah, um, because why not? Okay, so, these are my questions. Oh, so thank you to everyone who gave a question. So, favorite album? I can't choose. I literally can't choose. It's impossible to. Um, it changes. It depends on how I'm feeling, what's going on in my life. Yeah. Uh, favorite your favorite Taylor Swift X, Harry Styles, easily. Um, I know I earlier said they they feel PRE to me. Um. But, you know, yeah. Um, he's still my favorite. He's an icon. The most relatable song. Wait Where You Left Me? Or Gold Rush? Yeah, Wait Where You Left Me or Gold Rush? What are you, what are some albums what are some albums such opinions that divide the Swifty community? So, number one, personally, debut does not suck. Stop saying debut is bad. Y'all just don't like country music. Just say that. That's okay. Also, if you say you like the old Taylor better, same thing. Just say you don't like pop music. Say you're a country music stan. Nobody cares. Literally, nobody cares. Just be honest. Um. Also, the singles aren't all bad. Don't hate on the singles. Acknowledge that the singles are put up to the general public. Because she knows that they're going to make her the most money because they seem like that. Also, I could do an entire... I might just do an entire separate podcast on the, her music videos because those need an era... Those need a podcast of their own. Um, yeah. 
like, I'm trying to think of other opinions that divide the Swifty community. Okay, also, one more Swifty controversial take. Um, you're not, you're not special for saying that Reputation is your favorite era. We know, okay? We know. It's everyone's favorite era. Okay. Um, what song have you found the most hidden meanings slash layers in? Um, I have to say anything off of Folklore or Evermore. Specifically, like, maybe this is me trying. Um, there's something about Folklore and Evermore that just are, like, really analysis-y. Not analysis-y. But they, they have so many hidden meaning. So, so much hidden meaning in all the lyrics. Um, also, All Too Well surprisingly like there's a lot of analysis can be that can be done um uh from all too well like a lot um and it's one of the reasons i love it okay um what album do you think she'll record next i unfortunately have to say that i think speak now is coming next see i'm a 1989 stan i also love Fo- speak now don't get me wrong but i'm more excited for um, 1989 for reasons, but, um, there's, there's court cases going on, um, I think even multiple at this point, um, surrounding 1989, so Speak Now is going to be put out next, I'm gonna say. Uh, favorite unreleased song? Um, Let's Go to Battle? I think that's what it's called. Um, it's, it was written around Red, um, Speak Now era, I believe, and, um, it's incredible, um, also me and Britney's good, but, let's go to battle, uh, let's see exactly the title of it, um, let's go to battle, yep, let's go, let's go battle, um, yeah. Okay. And I have two more. Also, okay. If you had to make a ta- if you had to make a sapphic playlist of Taylor Swift songs, what would your top five be? That's not really that difficult. Um, literally. I mean, I don't have like a specific sapphic Taylor Swift lyric. I like a specific Sapphic Taylor Swift, you know, um, playlist, but, um, I have several which are, like, kind of equating to that. I have, um, I have, let me list some of these off. Um, I'll, like, go check out my TikTok for my Spotify, by the way, because I can't really link it, but, um, let me pull up. Let me pull up the, um, okay, here we go. So, definitely message in a bottle, Betty. Um, message in a bottle, no, uh, the very first night, Betty, um, the way I loved you. Our song and mine. I'm saying our song and mine. Mine is not one of my favorites, but our song and mine are kind of the original of her writing from the male perspective. I was saying that um, the our song lyrics earlier, um, the first date, man, I didn't kiss her and I should have. It's like the original of her singing from the man's perspective and it's great. Um, also, 
top three from each album. Well, from Taylor Swift, um, that would have to be Picture to Burn, um, Picture to Burn, our song, and, um, should have said no. Um, from Fearless, that would probably have to be Hey Steven, um, The Best Day, and Mr. Perfectly Fine. From Speak Now, probably, uh, Dear John, Better Than Revenge, and Long Live. No. Better Than Revenge, Enchanted, and, and, um, Long Live. Um, from Red. All Too Well 10-Minute Version, um, Sad, Beautiful, Tragic, and um, Holy Ground. Um, from 1989, I am a Welcome to New York stan, so Welcome to New York. While dist- no. This Love, How You Get- No. New Romantics, How You Get the Girl in Wildest Dreams. We're settling on that. This is very difficult, by the way, to, like, choose your top three from each album. Um, Reputation, I am the biggest, this is why we can't have things stand, ever. So this is why we can't have nice things, getaway car, and New Year's Day. Like, I'm the biggest, this is why we can't have nice things stand. Um, From Lover, uh, probably... The Archer, no, yes, The Archer, Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince, and Cool Summer. Um, from Folklore, um, Mirrorball. That's hard. Mirrorball. No, this is me trying August and Mad Woman. Oh, also the lakes. That I know that's four, but I don't care. Um Evermore. Um Gold Rush, Happiness, and Dorothea. Oh, uh. Yeah, no, I'm sticking with it. Um I was like Marjorie and Ivy, though, in both bonus tracks. Um, and that's that. Those are all my questions. Um, I guess this concludes the podcast. I'm kind of sad about it. But um, I can always do, like, another Taylor Swift-related podcast if that's what you guys want. Um, so in terms of social media, so you all can contact me. Give me playlist ideas, uh, podcast ideas. Um. I'm on TikTok, uh, Era the Musical. Also, yeah, Strawberry Shortcake 610. I have two accounts. Fight me. Actually, I have three. Or Aria is the third, but that's about my novel, so. Um. Um, my Instagram is Ariel the Musical. Because, okay, pretty much all my, okay, all my social media my TikTok, my Instagram, and my Snapchat are all Area of the Musical. Um, my Discord is also Area of the Musical. Um, my Twitter is Axe Theater Kid. Um, my Pinterest is 
Um, my Pinterest is passed down like folk songs. Um, and y'all should go follow me there because that's all about my novel and stuff. So you guys want to learn about that. Um, that's it. I love you all. You are all so valid. Um, I hope you have the best day slash night slash weekend or week ever. I hope, um, you have a Valentine this year. I hope that's, that happens to you. I hope that's in your cards. Um, I hope that whatever has been, if you're stressed, that whatever has been causing you stress gets resolved. Um, remember for, to take some self-care for yourself. Um, later tonight, I'm going to be taking a bath and doing a face mask. That's going to be my, um, self-care. Also, I'm getting to see a musical tomorrow, so that should be fun. Um, actually, it will be today when you guys are hearing this. Um, (laughs) so that should be fun. Um, just, just getting self-care. Um, I love you all. And I hope that you have a great day slash night. Bye.